Hey guys, welcome to episode 104 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with a female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I am joined by the greatest damn woman, Gia Scott. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by the greatest damn woman, Gia Scott. So how are you doing today, Gia? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great to be chatting with you on this fine Friday afternoon now, you know? Oh, it's lovely. Like, it's shiny outside. I know it's cold, but (laughs) the sun is out. Like, it always makes me feel happy. Now, I well, speaking of the cold, so it started, so I'm from New York, right? So we got our first snow two days ago. What? But how is, yeah, right? How is the situation there where you are? Well, I'm a little surprised because I'm, <laughs> I'm looking out my window. You're like, snow? And I'm yeah. like, I don't see anything. <laughs> yeah, it's bare. It's just, it's just okay. fun and cold. That's it. Gotcha. Fair enough. Well, now, firstly, how did you stay occupied during this lockdown this year? How did you stay sane? Honestly, I, I haven't <laughs> Okay, fair <laughs> because um, I live with my boyfriend now and like we've been driving each other like bonkers. Yeah. So like in a kind of way, what we do to kind of like get out the house and whatnot, like we make sure we have like our mask on, our hand sanitizer mm-hmm. and everything. But like we'll go into Target and we'll look around at stuff where we're like, oh, okay, this would be nice for, you know, the house or, or that would be nice or something of that nature or just go on a little a little drive somewhere just to just to get out of the house because i know if when you stay cooped up in the mm-hmm. house you're eventually going to drive yourself crazy or drive each other crazy mm-hmm. so that's what we typically do now you brought up target which is like my weakness i can never go into target and spend like i'm like i'm only going to spend a hundred dollars then it's like two hundred dollars later do you mm-hmm. have that same problem at target where you're like i'm only going to look and then you have a cart full of stuff you probably don't need Okay, so I do tend to stay on task or what okay. I want, but if I go into Target and I'm like, okay, well, this looks good. Okay, let me go check this out. Okay, mm-hmm. this list looks nice. Let me check this out. Oh, boom, cart full. And I'm like, oh, man, I only came in for really one thing, but it's very rare occasions I do that. Okay, fair enough. So you got that will, You got that strong willpower, yes. essentially. It's something I don't have with shopping, but that's okay. <laughs> So you are about two weeks away at the time of recording this from an impressive one-year-long title reign as MCW Women's Champion. So how does it feel to be the longest reigning MCW Women's Champion at this point, Gia? It's a it's a different feeling because I remember three years ago when I uh, came to MCW, mm-hmm. I know like the immediate thing that I wanted or was striving for was the MCW Women's Championship because there was something about it where I'm just like, all right, I'm going to get that. And yeah. I worked hard for it. I was nervous about my first match. And then like when I initially obtained it, it like it was it was precious to me. It was like a bittersweet memory. But for a person to say like, hey, in three years from now, you're going to beat Melina's uh, longest mm-hmm. reign with MCW Women's title, I would look at you and I would laugh because my initial dream was to just you know, just to hold it, just to touch it. But mm-hmm. for me to be in the history books for MCW as the longest reigning women's champion, 
that's something I never thought would come across my mind. That's something I honestly didn't think that I could achieve. But I know one day, maybe eventually, but I didn't think it would come, you know, mm -hmm. this soon, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's not like you're just on your first reign. You're on your third reign now. So how crazy is that? That is crazy. <laughs> I think I touched it three times. <laughs> I was just happy with like if they're like all right well I was I was I would be happy with like if I want it once mm -hmm. and that's it like as long as I got to touch it you know yeah. touch some kind of gold but like to win it three times it's amazing. Now, what do you think has been the biggest difference in yourself since you started your third title reign a year ago to now? I would say um, confidence because yeah. even though when I first started or no I'm sorry when I first won the title. Yes, I was confident then, but I was still unsure of myself because when I first won the title, I was what, maybe like a couple of months in. Yeah. And I was already growing at a really rapid pace. So, which is why I was trusted enough to obtain the women's uh, championship. And like thinking about it, like then to now, like I feel like I've grown since then, since I, from when I first won it. And just kind of went on this like little amazing journey of seeing myself like grow and develop. And even like looking back to where I first wanted and look at to where like technically my last wrestling match was, I can see mm -hmm. definitely that I've grown. I've got more experience overall. Now, I know too, before you started training for pro wrestling, I know you did some modeling for a while. So can you tell me more about that? Did it match up to the expectations you had for it? Or can you tell me more about that? So before I started the journey for wrestling, I did try to get into modeling mm -hmm. and it didn't go well. It wasn't what I expected at mm -hmm. all. Um what initially happened was that the first time I tried to go to like this modeling agency, I think it was called like John Contablanca or something mm -hmm. like that. My friend told me about it. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. So I ended up doing like an audition or some sort, definitely shy, um, but I ended up passing. And then initially we went, you know, to the payment kind of route. And basically the payment was more than what wrestling was in general for like mcw like if you pay everything in total it's like three thousand dollars yeah but what they were talking about was like three thousand dollars plus more and then i was like what like mm -hmm. what the heck so eventually like i got upset because i wasn't able to do modeling and i remember when i was younger me and my mom would watch america's next top model oh my god too yeah we'll talk about this but yeah we would watch that and that was like my first initial dream before wrestling it was either one or two i was like i was gonna become a model or i was gonna wrestle it was one or the other then i tried another place it initially didn't meet my expectations because where we kind of like did like a catwalk was on some kind of like performance stage and it wasn't like a catwalk like you would see on top model it, yeah it just wasn't the same. It wasn't connecting. It wasn't, it wasn't nice. And then like the changing room that we had, it was in a tent. So I was just like, I looked at my mom and mom looked at me and we're just like, no. So we went the, uh, the wrestling route and that's basically how that started. So we have to talk about America's Next Top Model because <laughs> I watched up until uh, like All Stars, which was like mm -hmm. cycle 17 or something like that. Mm -hmm. So what are your first memories of America's Next Top Model? When did you get into it? Because I remember my first time was season six where Danielle won. But what is your experience? Honestly, I don't remember how I initially got into it. Maybe my mom was watching it and I decided to watch it. 
but my initial memory like this is for every single like cycle mm. is it's always like cutting their hair changing <laughs> their look that's all i remember is that they're like oh my long hair no Tyra's gonna cut yeah. off my hair like i wanted longer <laughs> like that's all i remember as a child and i'm like yeah. thinking like oh my god i could never get my hair cut but now like thinking about it as like an adult mm -hmm. like yes hair is still important but if it's gonna enhance your like mm -hmm. your modeling ability or like show off some certain features that uh you with long hair couldn't i think like okay that's good it's just i didn't like when the girls were very over dramatic or like she's got about my hair and mm -hmm. they'd be like crying tears and i'm just like homegirl it ain't that serious or they would quit because of it like uh cassandra yeah. did in cycle five and now that's kind of become very infamous mm -hmm. but a couple of them would quit after like getting it shaved off or cut off or even before they did it, they're like no i'm out yeah i was just like wow <laughs> that's all i can remember as a kid was just them getting their hair cut oh my god now do you remember if you had any favorites or someone who you thought was the most fierce in like the collective history of it if you even remember no, but I do okay. remember, like, there was a cycle. I don't know if it was 21 or 22. Mm -hmm. I know for sure is when she, Tyra, added in, like, boys to the mix. Yes, yes, And yes. it was this one cycle where, I don't remember his name, but he was deaf. <gasps> okay, I know who you're talking about. And it was between uh, him and another girl. And she the other the other girl she looked so beautiful mm -hmm. and i was like for sure i'm like i have nothing against the uh the deaf guy at all i had nothing against him because he was really handsome as well mm -hmm. but the other girl was like for sure like she's gonna win she's got this in the bag and then tyra chose him and i was like what <laughs> i was so mad i was like if nobody hires her i'm gonna be so mad yeah. she's like fierce she is awesome she's everything that i'm looking for in a model i'm like if someone doesn't take her i'm gonna be mad but that's like the one cycle like i remember because mm -hmm. all her photos they just something about it just she looked so fierce now i know you had said that your experience with modeling wasn't what you expected it to be but is there anything you've taken away that you've actually found to be of value that you've learned during your time in modeling um is that you have to be confident yeah you can't you can't fake the confidence like you have to have it but my problem is when i was doing it i didn't know how to be confident because mm -hmm. i was stepping out um into a different world yeah you were still a teen right yeah i was still yeah. a teen and i might have been maybe what 15 16 mm -hmm. around that time pushing 17 but like 15 to 17 i was i was still young yeah so me pushing out to try and model versus like people who were already confident and very like incapable of doing it it was it was hard for me but i was able to find that within wrestling to be confident so if i tried to do like modeling if i really wanted to i would know that i would need to be confident and try to incorporate that into modeling and confidence takes time too. So me and you are still pretty young. I, I'm 23. I think you're 21-ish. Yeah, um, oh, wow, so, you're 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so it like confidence, at least for me, I'm sure you can relate to this. Like it takes time. Like I know when I was 15, 16, 17, God knows I had none. And I mean, I've gotten to a point where it's better. I think part of it is growing up and finding stuff you're good at and building your abilities and being confident in your work. And then gradually 
you become more confident with yourself and, you know, just as an overall. So I think it's a process. Um, like it, it really is cliche as it is. It really is like a journey. And I know nobody is fully at their like full confidence level. I think that's like very, that has to be high level, but what do you think? Do you think it's a process? It definitely, yes, I honestly think it's a process because just trying to remember me being a teen. Yeah, I was, I was shy, but I was friendly. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I, w- I would always be able to have a conversation and hold a conversation with someone. It could be someone I've never met. And then someone thinks I've known them for years. I'm like, I just met them for like five minutes, mm-hmm. but me having confidence. I didn't have that because I know that, um, when you, when you have confidence, like you love yourself or you, you have this vibe within yourself that you know, that you're good. You know mm-hmm. what you're doing. You, you're confident in what you're doing. I didn't have that. <laughs> I was yeah. still trying to figure it out as I went along. Mm-hmm. So I think it is a development thing. Like it, you have to kind of get some experience with it into being confident because it just doesn't happen overnight. It really doesn't. I wish it did, but it doesn't happen overnight. In a perfect world, I wish I, I wish it could be overnight, but yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. isn't. Now, if you're ever having an off day, though, how do you lift yourself up, whether it's the day of a wrestling show or just in general, how do you lift yourself back up from an off day? That one's kind of difficult. Uh, to, like, to lift myself up on an off day, if it's not within wrestling, usually I'll try to gain. But if it's within wrestling, like, let's say I'll t- like I'll have like a bad match because I've had bad matches before. Yeah. I'll usually beat myself over it because I hate to say this, but I try to be a perfectionist mm-hmm. within wrestling and my coaches and my peers tell me constantly like stop doing that because when you do that you're not having fun. You're always worried about what you're trying to achieve within the match that you shouldn't be focused on. You should be focusing on whether if the crowd is into it, not per se, if um, you did such and such right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're right. But usually I'll try to like, forgive myself. Like I can't watch the footage of what I like, what I just did like two days yeah. ago. I have to like, let it breathe a little bit and then mm-hmm. come back to it. And I know me, I will pick it apart. Like, even if it may look fine to you, I will find things to be like, that was stupid. That was stupid. That was stupid. Because I have like such, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like expectation. I have like a mm-hmm. high expectation for oh, myself I feel that. <laughs> and I have to set the bar high, like for just like any guy that's re- like wrestling after me or any female that's wrestling after me. I'm like, all right, I set the bar here. You need to set it at the same or even higher than me. Like it cannot be lower. And I would beat myself up if I set the bar low because I don't do that. I wouldn't coach to do that. And I just constantly have to keep setting the bar high, but I got to keep reminding myself that it's okay if I don't, but I still beat myself up over it. Yeah, you're still learning. You know, it takes years to perfect. I, even so, I don't. Nobody's perfect. Literally, it takes years of practice to perfect your craft. So we're definitely all gonna have those self doubt moments. Trust me, I ha- I feel like we're all our worst enemies. Like uh-huh. I look back on my past interviews and I'm like, why do I sound like that? Blah blah blah. <laughs> but it is, you know, you get reps in and you better yourself. You can definitely tell that you like to study yourself and divulge everything, and you're actively trying to better yourself and improve. So and that's all you can do, you know? But yeah, it's definitely tough though not to dwell. I totally understand that part. Yeah, it's really hard. 
Now, I'm curious to know, too, since you have first saw wrestling between the ages of three and five, you've obviously been a big fan since a very young age. Mm-hmm. Who's, on your, who's on your Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling? Who do you consider the greatest of all time, in your opinion? Oh, boy. <laughs> I've never been asked that one before. Um, so this will probably be my personal opinion because, okay. like, they're the people who, like, set it off for me. Yeah. I mean, do you mean, like... Who set it off for me as a kid, or do you mean now? I feel like it's cumulative. So, like, who do you think is the greatest of all time? Not just right now. can be past or present. Okay. So, I don't know how many people are on the... Uh... You, you can have as many as you want, honestly. <laughs> okay. There's four, but honestly, it's hard for me to narrow it down to four. Yeah. So, the first two I have to put up on there is Trish and Lita, because mm-hmm. when I saw them... Well, especially uh, Lita, she was very edgy and she was very confident, but she did not look like your typical um, your typical woman wrestler. She didn't yeah. look like like a stable. She didn't look like a Stacy. She didn't look like anybody else. Mm. She she was like that hardcore, edgy kind yes. of girl, like that you could probably party with and be okay with. And I was into that. And then Trish, on the other hand, I don't know what it was about Trish, but she looked she looked hot i don't know why like as a kid like i didn't know what hot was but like when i looked at her i was like wow she looks really cool like it was something about her confidence like as a kid for me Mm -hmm. that just set it off like a like a spark and those are the main two that i have to put on uh my little mount rushmore okay um after that um two more would be uh Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. But that doesn't surprise me. Because I love them. Yeah. They're amazing. <laughs> they are. And every time like I think maybe where I get my perfection perfectionist like trait from is probably from them both but more mm-hmm. of Charlotte because every time like she steps in the ring, she tries to evolve herself mm-hmm. like at like different levels of when she first wrestled to where she is now currently at right now. Like it's a diff it's like a night and day difference between like when she started like i remember when she was facing natalia for the nxt women's championship yeah and now boom she like made event to like wrestlemania like wow like that's awesome and the reason why for bianca is yes because of the fact that like i love her but she has like some kind of like different confidence than mm-hmm. what charlotte has i don't know what it is but like you uh, like you can feel the difference between you them. Can. Like, yeah. You know, like their confidence. And with Bianca, like she knows she's good. She knows she's the best. She doesn't try to hide it. And she looks awesome. Like I fell in love with her when she started wearing like that, uh, that red, like sparkling <gasps> lipstick. Yeah. I fell in love with it. And I remember seeing her in the Mae Young Classic, like the, the very first one. Mm-hmm. I saw her and I was like, Ooh, she's pretty. I'm like, I gotta keep my eye on her. And so I did, and I'm like, man, like, I love her. She's awesome. Like, she doesn't, she's not shy. She doesn't try to hide it. And I'm like, all right, you guys are up there. So the last person I would put up, which is not a female, it's actually a guy, is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the reason why is because, uh, like, as a kid, I always had to, like, because um, I'm a, I'm an older sister. I had to always, like, you know, kind of follow the rules. Make yeah. Sure my little brother's taking care of. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, make sure the house don't burn down or anything <laughs> like that. And so I had to grow up like really fast at a young age. And I hate in a way, like always having to be perfect, always had to like 
follow what my mom says, always have to get like good grades, listen to the teachers, try not to fight little girls who would get on my nerves. <laughs> like I would have to like do that, but Stone Cold, he didn't, he didn't care. Like he just did whatever he wants, drinking beers, holding up his middle fingers, uh, beating up Vince. Like that was awesome. Cause I couldn't do that. I couldn't beat up my mom. I couldn't beat up those little <laughs> girls. I couldn't slap a teacher. Like yeah. I could expel for something like that. So just to see him do that, to me, that was like awesome. I just, I was like, man, I wish I could do something like that. Just, just for like maybe an hour or two, just mm-hmm. go to the people I don't like and just middle finger and slap them or something like that. But I would never try to like repeat that kind of stuff in, yeah. in, in school because I knew I would get in trouble. I had like that little mind awareness thing. So I knew not to do the bad things in school, which is probably why my mom didn't necessarily like me watching wrestling a little bit. But then she started to see that I was very mature and knew not to do that. So she was okay with me watching wrestling. Yeah, but you yeah, had the, those you had the common sense and the uh, understanding not to, like, don't try it at home. But yeah. still in the back of your mind, you're like, I want to do this. Trust me, I get that. Where you, like, want to live vicariously through these mm-hmm. wrestlers and, like, embody their attitude. Trust me, I've had that, too. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're actually doing it. So yeah. that's really cool. Now, you are obviously known as the greatest damn woman, but who do you think has been your greatest or most challenging opponent you've had in your tenure so far? I'd say uh, Arya Palmer. Mm-hmm. She's, been the, she's been the toughest one because we we know each other from when we first, yes. when we first fought to where our last match was, which was the, uh, the chairs match. We've like known each other from that point in time. It have been like what? last year we've been wrestling for like kind of like a year now maybe against each other but it's been such a like long time and like we like i can't say it enough we just know each other yeah and to like face an opponent to where like you both know each other you both know like your weaknesses and your your strongest points that's a little tough because like versus someone that you may not know you don't know what you're going up against. You don't know exactly um, what they may have, what you, uh, what they think you have. It's it's a different ball game, but it's a lot harder when someone knows who you are. Now you talk about uh, you mentioned a chairs match. I was going to ask you: Is there a certain match stipulation that you'd like to tackle that you haven't yet? Obviously, you have a chairs match under your belt, but is there anything else you want to tackle sometime? I would like to do a cage match. I've never done that before. It's something about it sounds a little interesting. Mm-hmm. I may not get like as terrible back pain that I did with the chairs. Yeah. But with the steel cage, honestly, you don't hear a lot of women doing that. You don't. You, I mean, we, yeah, there isn't a lot of cage matches or like Helen Iselli type matches. It's yeah, just like, like the only one I can think of was like Charlotte and Sasha yeah. Beans. But like, yeah. other than that, no one's really doing it. Yeah, and that's like once or twice a year, maybe, if we're lucky. So, yeah, that'd be interesting. Now, I wanted to throw it back here a little. So, I found a tweet of yours from just four and a half years ago, and it, I wanted to bring it up because it's a, a a testament to how far you've come. So, before you officially started training, you wrote, have you ever been to an indie wrestling show and felt nervous or scared to talk to the wrestlers? Well, I do. Now, fast forward to now. How does it feel to now be on the other side of that and having people come up to talk to you at indie shows? Oh, my gosh. So um, two things about that. Uh, I still get nervous saying hi to people. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, when Kurt Angle came uh, to MCW, first time ever, like, 
very first mm-hmm. time the house was packed and i do this with everybody because i get um what's what's I keep, I keep forgetting the words that I'm looking for. Like, I get nervous about talking to them mm-hmm. because I don't know if, like, they want me to talk to them. But yeah. I know in wrestling, like, you're supposed to say hi to people no matter what. Even if you see them, like, a thousand times, like, you're supposed to say hi because um, it's a respectful thing to do. Mm-hmm. But me, on the other hand, being shy and friendly and a little bit reserved, I still, like, have problems with that because Angel's like, go say hi. The devil's like, no, they don't care about you. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go say hi. But I remember that I was with Kurt Angle and I didn't have a match that day and I understood why, but I was so sad because the house was packed. Yeah. And Kurt, uh, I, I saw Kurt and I said, hi. And he said, hi back. And then he asked me, he's like, do you have a match today? And I, it broke my heart when he said that. And I had to say no. Like, that broke my heart. I wanted to be so bad. i like, yes, I'm having a match. But I wasn't that day. So I was really mad. Uh, also, fun fact, Gia Scott's never been on a MCW anniversary show. <gasps> fact. Um, they need to change that. They do. Also, another fun fact, never been on Shamrock, too. I want that to change as well. Oh, my God. Um, Girl. But back to the, the little kid. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so precious, especially, like, the little girls that, like, you know, when you come, when you first come in, you see all the wrestlers and whatnot. And the very first time when they meet you, I love when, like, they meet you the first time. Yeah. They, they're a little shy. They're a little reserved. And I can totally understand that because I was the same way when I met Mickey James at MCW. Oh my God. Um, they were, they were a little shy, a little reserved. And like, uh, first thing I try to do is warm up to them because, you know, this may be their first time or there may be their first time meeting me. And I try to like, you know, warm up to them, give them a hug, ask them, you know, can you give me a high five and whatnot? Mm-hmm. And boom, all that goes along. So once I have my match and I come up in a mission, they're, they're running up to me, giving me hugs because they saw me <laughs> wrestle. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you're not shy of me anymore? They're like, no. And I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I just did my job. Like, I am so happy when that happens. Like, it, it, it makes my day so much better. I love it all the time when, when that happens. It's just crazy, too, to, like, be able to look back and literally see how far you've come. You, you're you doing your thing, girl, and it's so it's so refreshing to see someone who's a genuine fan of the sport to now yeah. turn it into a dream and be out there kicking ass, and you're the longest-reigning MCW Women's Champion now. So just want to quickly commend you on that. You should be totally proud of that. I am. I'm just shocked, but I am very proud that, like, I have that underneath my belt now. It's crazy how much time flies. Now, switching gears here, I'm just curious, what is your music taste like? Oh my god, it's it's all over the place. If I, plus, uh, if I push shuffle right now, you'd hear about almost everything, except for maybe like country and techno. But I do listen to like some rap. I do mm-hmm. listen to like some rock. I don't know if it's considered like heavy metal. I I guess some of them is alternative as well, but like okay. usually whatever like song I listen to, the the beat of it has to like really catch me in for me to in order to have it on my playlist. Now the reason I ask this is because I'm curious to know if you could have any band or artist play you out to the ring live, who would it be and why? Oh, uh oh my gosh. Um by any chance, if I ever got, like, I know it wouldn't match, like, my character, but, like, I remember in, like, my early stages of, like, thinking of, like, mm-hmm. entrance music, I, before even thinking about The Greatest Damn Woman, I was trying to, like, go in some kind of, like, 
some kind of like rock kind of scene, like being mm-hmm. like some kind of wrestler that looked punk or rock or whatever like that. And I'm figuring out now that probably might have not worked. <laughs> but I would love like maybe like of mice and men to play, okay. like, play for me one day. Like that'd be awesome. Just like I don't know, like say for instance, I'm in uh uh, NXT and like I'm opening the show and they're playing like they're opening like music and I'm coming out to it something of that nature mm-hmm. and like that would just that would just make me fangirl a little bit inside because one they're like I'm coming out to them and mm-hmm. two like I get to meet like the band that I've loved for years even mm-hmm. as a teenager like that's pretty awesome so that would be like a little accomplishment underneath my belt even though that's something like super small and super not really worth of accomplishment but to me that's everything <laughs> No, girl, just imagine, like, I mean, it's like a concert, but, like, they're doing it for you, and, like, you get to, you're also, like, part of the show, like, if you think about it, you know? It's, Mm -hmm. like, they're performing, but, you're like, you're also part of the show as well, because you're coming out to it. So, no, that would definitely be an accomplishment, because not many people can say that they've come out to their favorite artists, like, during an entrance for wrestling that's so specific. Mm -hmm. So, definitely, that would be a huge accomplishment. (laughs) I would love it. <laughs> now, lastly, what are some of your personal or professional goals for a hopefully safer 2021? Um, I mean, the main one is just trying not to get sick. Like, that's, yeah. that's the main one. <laughs> but uh, my goals for staying safe. Hmm. Oh, try not to break a bone. Try not to get injured. Because I know a lot of people end up getting uh, certain injuries. Yeah, not bad injuries within wrestling like it could be an arm it could be an elbow it could be like especially a shoulder and people talking about their ankles or their knees thankfully thankfully nothing is wrong with me thankfully but i do want to continue that good old streak because if it wasn't for COVID, i typically don't take longer than a week of a break from west uh yeah wrestling (laughs) (laughs) i don't take longer than a week so for this to be happening it's it's strange for me Mm -hmm. and i don't like it honestly like i miss going to the shows i miss Mm -hmm. seeing the fans i miss seeing the little girls and for for that all get like taken away it hurts it hurts which is why like i'll be staying like up to date on like small little stuff like i'm hoping that uh in the future they do find maybe like a vaccine for it i heard that mm-hmm. some woman tested for it maybe yeah i heard that lost fingers mm-hmm. <laughs> so i really want that to happen so like we can come back we can come back strong as ever we can we can get everything back on the roll and i think because honestly wrestling has been like a really good outlet for me mm-hmm. as far as um maybe it could be frustration or or anything like it's something that I bonded with my family over mm-hmm. and I don't want that to be like ripped away because I've grown up with yeah. wrestling. It's kind of like, I don't know, like a little religion or something like that, mm-hmm. but I've grown up with it and I don't want it to like die out or anything like that. No, I totally agree. As a fan, like we miss shows too, dude. Like mm-hmm. I haven't been to a show since March and this is the longest I've been to a show in like, or haven't been to a show in like seven years. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, but anyways, yeah, I digress. Uh, hopefully, safe for 2021. Mm-hmm. We want stuff back, but obviously, safety and health yeah. is more important. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Now, before I let you go, Gia, can you just tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Okay. 
So I'm on Twitter, I'm on uh, Instagram, and I just recently started uh, OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. um, but you can find uh, me on Instagram at the Gia Scott, and Twitter is going to be the same thing. But the OnlyFans, it has an underscore, so it would be the underscore Gia Scott. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today, Gia. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for chatting with me. It was awesome. <laughs>